isn't a Mother's Day joke, but it's one I heard and I loved it uh, because it is so fitting for today. Uh, three doctors died and went to heaven. And the first doctor got to the gate and tells uh, Peter there, he says, uh, I was an obstetrician. I delivered all these God's babies uh, into the world. And St. Peter says, great job. Come on in. Uh, you can stay. The next doctor says, well, I did missions work and I traveled the world over and and did medical procedures for those that couldn't afford it, and just to be a blessing to God's people. He, St. Peter says, enter in, you can stay. And the third one says, well, I'm in the medical field as well, doctor, but I've headed up the HMO department. Uh, that's been my, my big uh, uh, job. And St. Peter says, great, come on in, you can only stay two days. Then you got to go home. <laughs> okay. Like I said, it had nothing to do with Mother's Day. Mother's Day is a great day in one hand because we get to celebrate the wonderful mothers and, the, and motherhood because without it, none of us would be here. Not even the Son of God would have come to us had it not been for motherhood. And uh, so, it, so that part of it is great. But for preaching theological sermons, and it, it's, it's a tough day because it's thematic. And you really want to celebrate mothers. So uh, I prayed and prayed and the Lord gave me a message. It's probably going to be one of the shortest messages I've ever preached. And some of you just got the Holy Ghost from that. You just, you really just got filled up with God. You're like, hallelujah, glory to God. So you're going to love Mother's Day more than any. But uh, nonetheless, we want to honor and celebrate our mothers uh, who are still with us and those who have passed on and motherhood today because uh, it is a tremendous blessing that God has given to us. Uh, if you, I don't know if you know the origin of Mother's Day. It uh, started in a little small uh, Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia. A Sunday school teacher, her name was Anna Reeves Jarvis, she, she said, you know what the Bible says, the first commandment with a promise is to honor your mother and your father. And it is a commandment with a promise that you will live long in the land. There's a blessing, a favor. God says, if you'll honor mothers and fathers, I want to bless you. I want you to do it so much that I want you to know I give you this commandment with a promise. And uh, she was, kept going over the Ten Commandments and teaching those in her Sunday school. And she said, you know what? We need to honor our fathers, but we need to honor our mothers too. Because mothers work very, very hard. And, uh, and so she began to uh, set up one day a year, uh, there'll be a Mother's Day celebration in that little Methodist church. And, and it so impacted her daughter that years later, her daughter uh, went to the city of Grafton and began to work with the legislation there. And they actually set up to have a Grafton for the city of, or township of Grafton to have Mother's Day celebrated in 1907. Then Philadelphia heard about this, and Philadelphia, the city there in 1909, they set up a, an official Mother's Day celebration. Then finally, on May 8th of 1914, President Woodrow Wilson designated the second Sunday in May to be the official celebration of Mother's Day in the United States. So since 1914, every second, May of, uh, second Sunday in May, uh, has been a time where we celebrate our mothers. Now, I think we should celebrate and honor our mothers every day. Amen? 
But it is great to have a Sunday set aside. And, uh, and don't make mom cook today. Uh, if your mom, if you have any connection and you're still in the same town as mom, don't make mom cook today. I mean, she's cooked one million meals and she would be a gazillionaire. I think the children saying if she got paid for all that she's done, treat her today, bless her today if there's any way possible for you to do that. Little Johnny was watching uh, his mom one day and he was fascinated in the evening time as uh, he was watching her uh, there rubbing some cold cream on her face. Any of you ladies rub any cold cream on your face? I remember my mom used to put that white stuff on her face and she'd walk around the house. I reckon it had to stay on a certain amount of time or something. And, and my brother and I would say, the monster is loose. The monster is loose. And we would pretend she was a monster. And I don't know if she ever caught on why we were running and hiding and giggling and laughing of such. But here's little Johnny. He's watching his mom put on some cold cream and he's just fascinated and he said why are you doing that mom and she replied and she said well it's to make myself beautiful a few minutes later she takes some tissue and she's wiping it off and and Johnny asked well what's the matter are you giving up <laughs> uh oh <laughs> my mom must have had to dry the one she had on because she would walk around the house with that stuff on and and uh, we would, you know, she caught those eyebrows and, you know, you were in trouble. And it's like somehow or another they, they got accentuated with all that white stuff on her face. But mom, if you're watching, I love you. <laughs> Praise God. And your cold cream work. You're beautiful, mom. Does that get me off the hook? Okay. I, I've spent a lot of time visiting homes in 30 plus years of ministry. Uh, I used to also do renovations and wallpapering and a little bit of painting until I met Mike Allen. And I'll never paint again. Uh, those guys are professionals. And, uh, and nonetheless, um, I was able to go into these homes. And while I was there, I would see the kitchen seemed to have some of the neatest signs hanging up. Uh, in the kitchen. And uh, so I've given uh, some of them here, some that I've seen and some that I looked up that I've not seen, but I thought were quite, kind of funny. Uh, so here's one of the signs in a kitchen. It says, so this isn't home sweet home adjust. <laughs> You'll get it. One said, Martha Stewart doesn't live here. Get over it. Another one says, ring bell for maid service. If no answer, do it yourself. I clean house every other day. Today is not that day. I would cook dinner, but I can't afford a can opener. My house was clean last week. Too bad you missed it. <laughs> it doesn't always look like this. Some days it's even worse. A Bessie kitchen is a happy kitchen, and this kitchen is delirious. I saw one one time said, A balanced diet is a cookie in both hands. Amen. My next house will have no kitchen, just vending machines. Townsend likes that. His first business as a little teenager was a vending machine. One that you had to spin the thing as a corkscrew to get it out. And uh, so he'd go into business there. I'd live life in the fast lane, but I'm married to a speed bump. Okay. A young man walked in a supermarket to pick up just a few things and he noticed this elderly lady just looking at him, staring at him and uh, trying to ignore her and think nothing of it. He went about looking for what he did, but he'd come around every aisle there she would be staring at him. And uh, finally he gets up to the uh, checkout line and she rushes in right with her buggy load of stuff right in front of him 
And uh, so he backs up and lets her go ahead of him. And uh, as they're standing there and her stuff's being uh, checked out and run up, she says, uh, you know, pardon me, I'm sorry if I've been staring at you. I hope I didn't make you uncomfortable, but you just look so much like my son. And my son just passed away recently and I just can't stop staring at you. And he replied, I am so sorry your son has passed away. Is there anything I can do? And she said, yes. As I'm leaving, if you would say goodbye, mom, it would help me have closure. I never got to say goodbye to my son. So he said, sure. So as she gets her stuff and she is walking out of the door, pushing her buggy with bagged groceries, he says, goodbye, mom. And then he steps up to the cash register with his few things and the cashier says, $227.50. And he says, how can this be? I only have three or four things here. And he said, well, your mother said that you would pay the check. <laughs> Goodbye, Mom. Okay, now that we've had a little fun, let's look at Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah 66. What we're going to look at today is the nature of God, the heart of God. He wants you to know Him so well. He wants to have such an intimate relationship with Him that He takes many uh, different things throughout the Scripture to show us an analysis of or, or part of His nature. And one of the things, believe it or not, that God does to reveal Himself to us that we might know Him better is He says, if you look at a mother and motherhood, you can see my nature in that. So we want to look at three of the characteristics of uh, motherhood and see God in those characteristics. So Isaiah 66 and 10, here's one of the scriptures. He says, Rejoice with Jerusalem, the prophet says, and be glad with her, all of you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all of you who mourn for her, that you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of her bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed on her side, you shall be carried and dandled on her knee, and one whom his mother, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Father God, I want to thank you for your word today. I want to thank you, Holy Spirit, as we welcome you to move and minister and speak to us. Take the fumbling words of this preacher, I pray today, God, and supernaturally work a divine work in each heart and each life. For to you be the glory, to you be the honor, and to you be the praise. And today, God, as we celebrate our mothers, we want to celebrate most importantly you who is the creator and the giver of all good things, including our mothers. We thank you, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God wants us to know him. As you study from Genesis to the book of Revelation, you will see that God is given the revelation and by his spirit affording us illumination to see him, understand him more and more. We have a God who breathed, and, 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 and as He breathed the breath of life, humans became uh, a living beings. He, we have the God who spoke and created the heavens and the earth and everything that we see. You look at the ocean, and it comes to a certain place, and it backs up because God drew the line and said, this is as far as you can come. We look at those gazillions of gallons of water and miles and miles of oceans and, and know that God created all of that by speaking a word. 
If you could con conceive the depth and the breadth of all of the galaxies and, the, and everything in the heavens, you would, our minds are not able to even be able to comprehend how expanse it really is and all of that He spoke into existence. And here on this earth, He created with His spoken word all of the animals and all of the trees and everything that we see and even us whom He formed with His hand out of the dust of the ground and breathed into our nostrils His breath and gave us life. What an amazing God. And He has done all of this and He is that, much, he is that big and, and even that much bigger, but He wants you to know Him personally. So much so that as he gives revelation of himself, he will use pictures, he will use examples, he will use analogies of things that we're touching and things that we're close to and things that we trust so that he could say, as you see this and you experience that, that's how I am. That's what I want to do. That's how I want to be a part of your life. He wants to be a part of your life so much. And he wants your life to be a part of him. God wants us to know him. And here we see in just three of these aspects this morning some characteristics of motherhood that God makes reference, not man, but God uses these to make reference that this is a mother, this is what you know is a mother, but as a mother is in this aspect, so am I to you. So the first characteristic we want to look at this morning is that uh, God is showing us His heart as He shows us the heart of a mother, and that is there is no care like a mother's care. There is no care like a mother's care. And you guys who have lived dangerous lives and you've wanted to go out and try this and try that, and you girls that wanted to uh, go beyond the, the limits of, of, of protection and get out there and experience some parts of life, maybe on a skateboard or maybe on a bike or maybe on a motorcycle or maybe hiking up a mountain or something like that that would cause mom to, to be a little nervous, you know how much mama cares. And you know that she cares because she wants you to be safe. She cares because she wants you to live and not die. Your mother cares for you. And in Matthew 23 and 37, the Bible here says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often God says, I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing so God is saying if you can look at a, the nature of a mother hen, that nature in that chicken, in that, in that female hen came from its creator. The creation is showing you a reflection of some of the creator. And as that mother hen would carry her wing and bring the chicklets under safety and under warmth and protection under her wings, God said, that's what I want to do to you. And Jerusalem, Jerusalem, my people, my people, I say to you, don't try and live independent from me because there are foes out there and there's an enemy out there and there are dangers out there. No, that if you'll come to me, don't reject me. If you'll come to me, I'll provide covering and I'll pro provide protection for you. The story is told of a farmer whose farm was burnt by a wildfire and he goes there after the wildfire has passed and he's surveying all of his losses and he notices this charred mound moving. And he's curious as to why it's moving so he kicks the charred mound over and out from it runs these little tiny chicks. And then as he flips over that charred mound, he recognizes, wait a minute, those, char those are the charred remains of the hen. That the hen covered those tiny chicks as the fire burned over and the chicks were protected, but the hen gave her life. 
Now we know too that God so loved us that when the wildfire of sin was passing through to bring destruction and death to each and every one of us and to drag us into the pit of hell that would burn for eternity, let me tell you what, we too have a God who spread out His wings on an old rugged cross so that He could cover us. He took on the scourge. He took on the pain. He took on the death so that you and I could have life. And on this Mother's Day, He is showing us the nature of a mother, a mother that cares with such care to show us how much He cares for you. And in His creative order, we see that over and over. Dogs are uh, very protective of their pups. I grew up with many, many dogs, and and most of my dogs, I could do about anything with them. I cared for them. I I took care of them. I uh, uh, I bathed them. I, I brushed them. I played with them, and they were my buddies. But when they would have puppies, there would be this something that would pop up in them that if I grabbed the puppy and the puppy made a sound that didn't sound too happy... That dog that knew I was her master would look at me like, you better be careful. They would give you the look, you better be careful. I saw on Facebook there was this one dog uh, had puppies there, and, and I reckon it was the owner that was wanting to, to, to play with the puppy, and, and, uh, and the mama dog would just take her paw and keep bringing the puppy back. And he would pull, he pull, and, and, she, and the dog looked like she was smiling. I don't know if y'all saw that on Facebook. Like she's smiling, like, you know, I need you to feed me, and we need to stay in a good relationship, but get your hand off my puppy. <laughs> get your hand off my baby. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw that was, I've seen that before. And you don't train them to do that. That is part of their nature that the Creator has placed in them that gives us a reflection of our Creator's heart, how God cares for us. Believe it or not, I grew up on a farm and, and you didn't, you thought the bulls is what you were afraid of. The bulls could be very aggressive. But let me tell you what, you get a cow and she's got a calf and you go out there messing with that calf, let me tell you what, she can become a bull as well. I know from experience. I also grew up in the woods and I would uh, be walking through the woods and exploring many times. And I remember this one time I, I stepped on into uh, this, I reckon it was the, the little home for a doe and her fawn. And, uh, and they didn't hear me coming. I don't know if mama had been up all night with a crying baby and slept, sleeping deep or not. But I actually almost walked on both of them. Well, she jumped up. And the fawn just laid there, but she jumped up and on her back feet, she raised up, throwing her front feet like she was a boxer. I'd never seen anything like that. I'd seen bucks be kind of aggressive like that during rutting season, but I'd never seen a doe act like that. And tell you me who ran. It was me. I was running because I'm like, that girl, she is serious. How many of you have ever been out before? It's your yard. You're surveying, the, especially the springtime. You're surveying your flowers and all and, and get attacked by a bird. And you're like, wait a minute. This is my house. I paid a mortgage here. I paid a property tax here. I paid the insurance here. And who are you to come and try and run me out of my yard? But you can, I guarantee you there's a nest nearby. I've never had this happen, and I pray I never do, but I've heard if you're out hiking and it's that time of the year when cubs are being born and you see a bear, don't get close and take a picture because you probably may not come home alive. It's the nature of God in them. The Creator, we see the reflection of His heart in His creation. And in His creation, uh, the mothers are saying, I care so much that I'll give my life if I have to. I will give my life to give you life. 
And how great is it to know that our God said that same thing, I will give my life so that you can have life. And Jesus has told us over and over in John 10 and 10, for Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. God does not want you living under. He wants you living over. He doesn't want you living bound. He wants you living free. He doesn't want you living, being pressed uh, down. He wants you to be jumping up. Hallelujah. Our God is a good God. He's not here to kill you. He's not here to steal from you. And He's not here to destroy you. Don't blame Him for that stuff. He is here to give you a life and life more abundant, an abundant life where you have an eternal relationship with Him and a loving relationship with Him knowing how much He cares for you. Biblical characteristic of a mother is that she cares like only a mother can care. We see in the Old Testament it was Jochebed, Moses' mother who uh, defied the law. The law of the land had come down. Pharaoh said, all Hebrew children that of this certain age has to be killed. And she had Moses at that age. And she says, my baby is not going to die. And she risked life and limb. And she hid him for three months until she could hide him no more. And then she put him in a basket and put him in the Nile River and had Miriam watch to see where God would provide for him. And the river took him to Pharaoh's uh, backyard and Pharaoh's daughter found him and then says, look, we need a a nursemaid to take care of this baby. I'm going to keep this baby, but I need a nursemaid. So Miriam says, I know a a mother who has lost her child, but she has milk. She can be the nursemaid. And Jochebed gets to come back and she gets Moses and is able to help raise him. Let me tell you what, she defied the laws of the land to protect her child. Then there was the mother, if you remember, the argument came before Solomon and, and one mother said, this is my child. The other lady said, this is my child. And, and Solomon said, I tell you what, we'll take and we'll split the child in half with a sword and each of you can have a half. And uh, there was one lady said, no, 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 no. Bring no harm to my son. I'll give him up if I have to. And, And Solomon says, now we know who the real mother is. There's just something about the creative nature of God in our mothers. So that part of mom, and we're not saying we're not putting mothers on a pedestal of divinity. Please, we, we all know we've had mama come down on us and, and it wasn't God, okay? And we deserved it, we deserved it, but we got her out of her God zone. We've helped our moms lose their halos, okay? Everybody's breathing alive, you can say amen, you've helped your mom lose her halo. But, but So we're not trying to deify mothers today. But let me tell you what, God said, if you'll look at this nature of a mom, I am showing you my nature. And that nature of caring like no one else can care that our mothers do. Let me tell you what, God cares for you. He cares for you. And here, uh, as that mother was willing to give up her child in order for it to live, Jesus was willing to give up his life so that you and I can live. I'm telling you, Psalms 91, what a beautiful chapter in the Bible. But look at verses 1 through 4. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers. And under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. There is no safer place than to be under his shadow. 
I ask you on this Mother's Day, where are you dwelling? Have you run under the covering of the wings of God or are you running from God? It may be that your theology is incorrect and you think God is mad at you, that you think God is ready to condemn you, that you think God is ready to hurt you, that God is ready to extract out of you through pain uh, for some of the pain that you've caused in this world. Well, let me tell you what, the devil continues to lie. He, everything he says is a lie and all of that is of him and is a lie. God wants to care for you. God wants to bless you. God wants to protect you. God wants to give you a good life. Do you hear what I'm saying? And here in Psalms 91, if we will run to Him, He will cover us with His wings. He will be our shield and buckler. But we have to come to Him. We don't need to walk in independence. We don't need to say, I don't need you. I don't need you. I was telling the story recently of Morgan when uh, she was just a little thing. Her phrase, that, that just, it was just her phrase, Morgie do it. She was two, three years old. And I remember to my heartbreak that day when uh, she wanted something out of the pantry. And I said, I'll get it for you. And, and she said, no, Morgie do it. And she's two and a half, three years old. And she's running to get to the pantry before me. And she hits the corner of the sheetrock that has that metal band there and splits her from her hairline to her chin, right down her face. And it is just wide open. And I was like, I, 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 it was, I didn't have words. I, didn't, I mean, what do you do? And I'm trying to stop the bleeding and pull it back together. And we go to the emergency room and I'm later holding her down and stitches are being put in. And it was all from Morgie Do It. How many of us in our immaturity think we can do it better than God? That we can run our lives better than God. That we can make our plans better than God. That we are, in, if we're in charge, everything's good. And we're like a toddler. We can't see past the counter. We can't see over the table yet. And we think we got it all figured out. Let me tell you what God said. Instead of running from me, if you run to me, he said, I will show you my care. If you will come to me, I will show you just how much I care. And he says, one of the reflections of how much I care is look at a mother as a mother cares for her children. Another biblical characteristic of a mom is there is no concern like a mother's concern. I mean, consider a mother's touch. In the family, it's usually the mother who is desired when the, church, when the child gets hurt. Uh, you know, it says, Mommy, kiss it, make it go away. Kiss my boo-boo, make it go away. Something about mama's touch, mama's kiss, is just uh, it's going to make it all right. And it's usually the mom, not always, but usually the mom that is the first one to respond to a fevered child uh, in the middle of the night <clears throat> to go and comfort that child and help that child get through some of the difficulties. Mother's touch. There's just something about when mama touches you. And God said, that's the creative order, the reflection of me. I want to touch your life as well. Consider the touch of Jesus Christ. When you have time, I want to challenge you to do a study through the New Testament and analyze how many times Jesus touched people in order to heal them or to bless them. His touch brought healing. His touch caused the sick to be well, the lame to be able to walk, the blind to be able to see, the deaf to be able to hear, the dumb to be able to talk. It was something about Jesus' touch. The leprosy had to go at the touch of Jesus. I'm telling you, as a mother touches you, that's just a reflection of that healing, loving, comforting touch of the touch of the Lord. If you'll remember in the Old Testament about the touch of the Lord where Jacob is wrestling uh, with God and, and, and the Word of God says that the Lord touched his thigh 
and forever changed his life. His walk was changed forever. I ask you today, if you've not experienced the touch of Jesus, open yourself up right now and say, Jesus, Jesus, touch me with your mighty right hand. Touch me with that nail-scarred hand. Touch me with your healing hand. Touch me with your hand of authority. Touch me. Lord, I don't want to run from your hand. I trust you. You're not going to take your hand and swipe me. You're not going to take your hand and hurt me. No more than a mother is going to do that to a sick child. You will comfort me and you have concern for everything that is going on in my life. There's no concern like a mother's concern. And let me tell you what, for one here that has seen the right hand of God enter into my life in a time of crisis and literally touch me and turn my life around, here I am all these years later still celebrating the goodness of God and it wasn't because of what I could do. I was at the end of myself, but it was for what God was willing to do. And what He was willing to do for me, He wants to do for you. Receive the touch of God on this Mother's Day. And then finally, there is no compassion like a mother's compassion. No compassion like a mother's compassion. Consider the forgiveness of a mother. So you moms in here, you have this supernatural ability to forgive and to think the best when really and truly the, you know, what you're thinking is not even the truth about us. Anybody know? The teacher says something about the child. Well, my child wasn't in the, my child wasn't in the wrong you don't even know the facts, but you know your child wasn't in the wrong, you know, and you're ready to fight for it. It's just something about mama. I've had to calm mama down to many a time, and I'm like, wait a minute, mom, let's get all the facts. She's, I don't care what the facts are. These are my kids, and they didn't do it. <laughs> it's so funny to see that, but the thing that that nature in them comes from God that the Creator is reflecting His nature through His creation of motherhood. Where the wayward son need only ask his mom for forgiveness and he'll receive it. And, and mothers, they're just notorious for believing their children before they believe anyone else. I mean, it's whatever they said. Even though they've done wrong a thousand times, mom just has this ability to still see the good. You know, we need balance, and that, maybe that's why God put the dads in the picture as well. But I love that when I see that thinking about God. That even though I slip up, even though I mess up, even though I uh, don't do what I said I was going to do, or, or I don't deliver in the right time that I said, and there's condemnation that the enemy's bringing in that I'm unfit because I was a day late or whatever it was, and, and you're not fit for whatever, that the, 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 the voice of God comes in. The son, you can do this. Still believes in me. You can do this. You messed up yesterday, but let's get this thing. Let's pick it up and let's learn from that and let's go forward. Wow, what an amazing, amazing God. He has compassion in such a beautiful way. And he says, I want to show you the great compassion I have for you in showing you how a mother has compassion for her children. In Jeremiah 31 and 34, it says, No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Hallelujah. So God says, if you want to see why mom's not seeing that of the past and she has this ability to keep seeing the best, he says, she got that from me. She's the creation. I'm the creator. She got that from me. 
Because when we, when we are born again and we stand before Him face to face, we don't stand before Him as sinners. We stand before Him as children, as sons and daughters of the Most High God with every sin stain washed away, every transgression forgiven and blotted out forever, He said. He said, as far as the east is from the west, I will take and cast them in the sea of forgetfulness never to be brought up ever again. So now you wonder where mama gets that ability to see past the fault of the past and look to the future of the, of the blessed hope. It she gets from the very heart of God. So the question that we ask ourselves this, this day, when you stand before the Lord, will you stand before Him forgiven or will you stand before Him guilty? If you're a child of God, you're standing before Him forgiven. If you have refused Him, you stand before Him guilty. Because the only way we can receive the forgiveness of God is through the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin. Do you hear that? It's Jesus. Oh, like He said, if you would come under my wing, I will provide for you. I will take care of you if you'll come to me. And that's the same thing God is saying to us today. If you will come to me, if you're heavy laden, if you're burdened, you cast your cares on me because I care for you. Don't let your burdens keep you away from me. Don't let your pain keep you away from me. Don't let your past keep you away from me. God says, as a mother is so forgiving to receive her son, to receive her daughter, and as the prodigal son was able to even come to his father, God says, I'm showing you my heart. I am here to receive you if you're willing to, for, to repent and if you're willing to, to turn from your wicked ways, if you're willing to turn to me, come. I've got a cleansing tide for you. I've got a plan of, of redemption and lift for you. I've got a plan of acceleration for you. I've got a plan for an abundant life, a blessed life for you. I want to touch you. I care for you. I'm concerned for you. I have compassion for you. But you must come to me as your heavenly Father. I've seen children before go out and don't want to have anything to do with their parents. Don't want to even have anything to do with their mother. And I've talked to those mothers, mothers and prayed with some mothers that's had that situation before. And those mothers would do anything, anything to help their child if their child would just come back to them. They're already given forgiveness. They're ready for reconciliation. If only the rebel would come home. Is there a rebel spirit in you today that is saying, I will live my own life. I will call my own shots. I will make my own plans. Let me tell you what, there's an enemy and a true war that is going on in the unseen realm and you're at a disadvantage. And as a, at this disadvantage, the enemy will take advantage of your disadvantage and he will lead you into destruction. Guaranteed. But there's like the heart of a mother hen, a mama bear, even that mama deer that doe that says, I'll fight the enemy for you if you'll come to me. There's a lot of warfare you may be having to deal with because there's an area of your life that is not yielded to God. Your business, a relationship, not yielded to God. Whatever it is on this Mother's Day, I ask you before it's too late, before it's too late, that you would yield to such a loving God that we have. There's this poem that I think speaks of the importance of time. 
says, I took a piece of plastic clay and idly fashioned it one day. And as my fingers pressed it still, it moved and it yielded at my will. I came a day when days were past, the form I gave it still did last. And as my fingers pressed it still, I could change the form no more at will. I took a piece of living clay and gently formed it day by day and molded it with my power and art, a young child's soft and yielding heart. And I came again when days were gone. It was a man I looked upon. He still that early impress bore and I could change it nevermore. Wow. There is a time if you continue to live your life without being totally surrendered to Christ that a hardness may come and you may find it's, you're set in your way where conviction of the Spirit of God does not touch your heart anymore, where the Word of God, maybe you won't even go to where you hear the Word of God or read the Word of God, and you are stuck in that place of destruction. Eternity is real, and we will spend eternity either with God or the alternative, and that is to those who have rebelled against God as hell was created for Lucifer and those fallen angels, those demons, and then all of those who reject God find that there to be their home as well. That's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. As he showed us here on this Mother's Day with these three characteristics of a mom to kind of give us the reflection that he is a God that cares for us like none other. He is a God that is concerned about every detail of your life like none other. And he has such great compassion that is shown with his willing to forgive you if you will come to him. Is there any area in your life today that still before the clay is hardened that you could let God reshape that area, refashion that area, so that as he is the potter and we are the clay, that he makes this vessel of honor, a vessel of honor in your life and through your life. Would you stand with me, please? Father God, as we stand together in your presence on this Mother's Day, we thank you once again. Thank you, God, for providing us moms. Thank you for establishing <clears throat> dads and moms in such a way to reflect your heart and reflect your nature and reflect your character. And Lord, that tenderness and that forgiveness and that compassion that comes through our mothers that we see you. You're a good, good God. And we love you today, God. But we may be standing here at a crossroad. There may be still an area in our life that is not yet, yet yielded to you. There may be a closet of our heart that is not, uh, we've not allowed you in. There's something we do in there, something we allow in there that is not pleasing to you. There's something going on that we know that would not bring honor but dishonor to you. But on this Mother's Day, as we have our eyes open wide to see just how compassionate you are and just how forgiving you are and just how loving that you want to come in and not condemn us, but come into that area of our brokenness and touch it and heal it if we would but yield. I pray today, God, right now, everyone under the sound of my voice would choose to humble themselves rather than be prideful. You said if we're prideful, puffed up your hand is against us. But you said if we would humble ourselves, 
your hand would lift us. I pray, God, that everyone on this Mother's Day 2018 would experience the hand of you that would lift them, lift them to the next level, lift them up out of any bondage, lift them up out of any pain. But we must humble ourselves. So to this day, God, we humble ourselves and we come to you. You said anyone who will call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. He will call on the name of the Lord. So Lord, in this prayer, I pray, Holy Spirit, you would lead each and every one of us to be willing to repent today. And that we would change our mind and say, I'm not going to keep this part of my heart. I'm not going to keep this part of my life locked away from God. I want to give God my whole life because you're either Lord of all or you're not Lord at all. So I want to yield to your Lordship, Jesus. And I want to welcome your compassionate touch. And I want to have your concern come into my life and help me, Lord God, to get strong in this area of weakness. So I yield myself to you now. I humble myself. I repent. I change my mind. And I welcome you, Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, come into every area, every corner, even the attic of my life. Come into the crawl space of my life. Lord, every area. I want you to be Lord over all. I surrender to you. I love you, God. As you have shown me through mothers how much you love me. Lord, I want to respond with all of my love towards you as I give you my life. You just pray a prayer with me. Just pray this prayer. Something like this, the Bible says, is all you must do. Just pray, Jesus, Jesus, Son of the living God, come into my heart. Come into my life. I yield 100% to you. I declare you are my Lord. Jesus, you are my Lord. And I believe that God has raised you from the dead. You are alive. And I pray now you would come and live through all of me. Thank you, Lord, for your gift of salvation that I receive in Jesus' name. And now, God, I pray that the power of your Spirit would do a great and mighty work in and through each and every one of us and you would seal this truth of your great love, your great compassion and your great care for us, Lord, as we reflect on mothers on this Mother's Day, that we would see your hand through our moms, we would see your love through our moms, we would see your forgiveness through our moms, we would see just the kindness of who you are and that we would run to you rather than run from you every day of our lives. This is my prayer, God, that on this Mother's Day 2018 that we've ever drawn closer to you and to serve you and to honor you and to bless you. And now, God, we pray your favor and your blessings and your anointing upon all of our moms on this Mother's Day, Lord God. Give them a beautiful day. Give them, Lord God, your favor and your blessings. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.